Hi, welcome to the Happy in Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Arnold. I'm an expert certified coach and a physician mom. I help women physicians go from burnout to happy in medicine. Let's get started. Hi, we are going to talk about how it's a really good thing you're not the boss's favorite. This is a takeoff of what to do when we're not the boss's favorite. We just kind of we explored what that's like. And I did a lot of coaching behind the scenes. I want to bring that coaching front and center to you. How it's actually a really good thing you're not the boss's favorite. We're going to build that out and give you the solution. Are you ready? This is going to be so good. This is going to be classic. I just can feel it in my bones. So many of you reached out and were like, yeah, I used to be the boss's favorite one time. And listen, I get it. It's fun to receive that attention and support. It's fun to be the center, the object of the boss's eye. Of course you like it. Of course, it's something that any human would like. So for example, maybe your boss mentioned your latest initiative at faculty meeting. You got a little celebration. You got a moment of, of recognition. Your most recent grant was, was highlighted. You felt seen. Or maybe your boss at the latest university holiday party took you by the elbow and was like, let's just, and kind of ushered you over to the dean to introduce you as the rising star in the department. And you felt special. Maybe your boss just stops by to check in and see how you're doing and get your ideas and share advice and guidance with you and nominates you for visiting professorships at their friend centers and you feel important. Of course, there are perks of being the boss's favorite. Of course, you would like it. What we're talking about today is what about when you're not the boss's favorite and how this could be an amazing thing. So for some people, what will happen if you're the boss's favorite, you might have some friction points if you start seeing the boss having other favorites, right? So maybe you aren't mentioned at the faculty meeting anymore. Maybe it's this new hire, who has a grant that's way smaller than yours and gets recognized. Or you're seeing somebody else get introduced as the rising star in the department. Maybe you're not getting that invitation to the boss's house for their birthday brunch in with their family and their close network of friends. Maybe the boss isn't even stopping by or calling you anymore to see how you're doing. Not even checking in. Even though you are a parent to the world interviewing for jobs because you're doing grand rounds all over the country in just a couple of weeks span, boss isn't even checking in to see what's going on. Doesn't seem to even be bothered. It's easy if you've been the boss's favorite and you're not anymore. It's easy to feel unseen, not special or not important. It can be lonely. You might even find yourself wondering, should I even be in this job? Do they even want me to stay? Did I do something wrong? Maybe I just need to work harder. Maybe the problem is me. And then judge yourself for all of that. Thinking, well, this isn't a marriage. She's not cheating. Why do I care at all? Resenting the boss for her having a favorite and then picking someone else. Giving side eye to that new hire who's taking all the attention and feeling terrible about about terrible about it all, not wanting to be affected by the boss's attention. And what I want to show you is, if you relate to that, of course you are affected by the boss's attention because you're human, and all humans enjoy the attention of being someone's favorite. Anyone would. Everybody does. There's nothing wrong with you. And of course, when you're not the boss's favorite anymore, 
it can be a little bit of a struggle. It can be a bumpy patch. It can be a little bit lonely, a little bit of a transition for, and what I want to let you know is it's a brief period of time into something way better comes. And that's what I'm going to be talking about in this week's podcast is the thing that's way better. First, you know, when your brain offers, like there's something wrong with me, I need to work harder. I want you to replace that. This is what I teach my clients is overworking is never the solution because your work ethic is never the problem. Let me say that again for the folks in the back. You need to hear that. Overworking is never the solution because your work ethic is never the problem. Never, ever, ever. You always work hard enough. What I'm going to teach you this episode, what I'm teaching already is that judging ourselves and making ourselves wrong for wanting the boss's attention or feeling sad when we don't have it, making ourselves wrong only makes it worse. So what we're going to be talking about is how to make it right. Are you ready? All right, buckle in because this is going to blow your mind. Ready? <laughs> if you haven't listened to 130, episode 130, you want to go back and listen to it. It's about how when your boss takes a new favorite, it's just a fact. You don't even have to argue with it. If there's a new fact. It's obvious. Everybody agrees, right? <laughs> even the boss, the boss even agrees. Guess what, guys? I have a new favorite. It's a fact. And part of it is seeing that you get to ask yourself, and now what? Okay, so the boss has a new favorite. I get to decide the rest of the story. The story doesn't have to end here. I don't have to go crawl under a rock. I don't have to work harder. I don't have to go latch onto a new boss to try to be someone else's favorite. I don't need to go find a new job where I can be favorite. We just get to the solution. The real solution is what we're talking about today is this. Are you ready? The solution is we become our own favorite. We become our own favorite person. You know, all that attention you wanted from the boss, your brain wants from the boss. I'm going to teach you how to give it to yourself. You know, all those amazing feelings that you created when the boss stopped by, introduced you, fawned over you at the faculty meeting. I'm going to teach you how to create those feelings on your own, how to validate yourself, approve of yourself, fawn over yourself, support yourself. Becoming your own favorite person. Let me give you a couple of quick wins. And listen, this is important. So you may want to pull over. You might want to get out of the shower. Might want to take a couple of notes. This is how I'm going to give you a couple of quick wins you can put in place today and start turning the ship around. Start being your own favorite. So there's three tips. Are you ready for three quick steps? Here they are. One, first step. Because I want you to sit down and just write a full page or whatever's in you. Maybe it's a whole notebook, a full page, whatever's in you of all the things you love that your boss did, where you were like, oh my gosh, I feel so held and seen, important and special, right? All those things that the boss did was nominating you here, was stopping by here, was calling you here, was inviting you for lunch, write all those things down. Step two. I want you to write a full page or more, maybe a whole notebook, depending on how what kind of relationship you had with your boss. Maybe you've been your boss's favorite for 10 years and you have so much evidence. You have so much experience. I want you to write a full page and all the things your boss said that you loved, that you felt amazing, seen, special, important, helped. Want you to write all that down. So step one is what your boss did. Step two is what your boss said. Only things that you love, okay? Only things that you love. Step three, this is your instruction manual for how to take care of you for the rest of your life. Yes, 
I said it. It's that simple. Step one, write everything your boss did down that you love. Step two, everything your boss said that you loved. Step three is just give this to yourself as a gift. This is your instruction manual for taking care of you. You know how if if you babysit or someone wants you to take care of their pet or someone wants to take care of their child or their plant, they give you a little instruction manual of how to feed and water and care for. That's what you just created for yourself in this exercise. You created your instruction manuals for you. Now, there's so much more to it. There's so much more to it. And when you're in my coaching program, you will bring this to our session and I will deeply reveal truths about all of this plans, strategies, secrets, things you've never, you couldn't possibly understand from looking at it now, I will deeply dive into it and it will expand your whole world. You will just have a huge transformation, but it's enough. Even if you're not in my program, it's enough just to, you can have the small win today by starting on these three quick steps today. You might need to adapt some of these pieces, but the idea is everything your boss said or did actually didn't create your feelings of amazing. What you had is you took that in and you had a thought, oh my gosh, I'm my boss's favorite. This feels incredible. I am special. I am seen and felt incredible. So what we want to notice is that your boss doesn't really have to do or say things for you to have those feelings. You can step into the role of the boss, do and say those things, grow those new beliefs and have those feelings anytime you want as soon as today. Folks, do it. So what I want to point out is also that you might adapt some of these pieces for you. I'm going to give you an example. A client shared with me this week, she loved it. When she was the boss's favorite, her boss would take her out to lunch every quarter and ask her you know, how she's doing, how the boss can support her, give her guidance, ask the client for her ideas of how to run the department. It was this great exchange of ideas. She loved it and she really missed it now that she was no longer the favorite. Somebody else had been hired. Someone else was new. Somebody else was the was the darling of the boss's eyes. And so she wasn't having these quarterly lunches. Now, I also want to say that we also coached with this particular client that she could just go ahead and proactively set up these quarterly meetings with her boss. If she really wanted them, that that was something else she could have for sure. And she did. And her boss was like, oh yeah, I just thought you didn't want them anymore. Now that you're full professor, I didn't think you wanted this time that you were probably very busy with your lab, but yeah, if you want it, I want it too. So they will, she wound up creating this experience that she really loved. So that's available for you too. But I want to take you to a deeper level on this podcast just so you can walk yourself through this, is we explored, okay, this event, she loved going out quarterly, but what exactly did she love about it? And how could she step in and do this event for herself, independent of her boss, so that she could feel seen, special, and important, regardless of what her boss was doing or wasn't doing. This is the secret of being your own favorite person, is fine, letting your brain explore what are the activities, the words, the sentences, the experiences that your brain has really loved and cherished and how can you take that over for yourself so she said you know what i loved about this experience is that part of it i love the food this particular restaurant i would never it was it's kind of a fancy place you have to be a little bit dressed up i would never pay for it myself except for you're your own favorite person, you actually would. She loved the food. She loved the ambiance. She loved being dressed up in the middle of the day during the work, just kind of scooting downtown and having this really 
fancy experience. And so she could, as her own favorite person, she could create, she was going to go to that restaurant. She was going to dress up. It was going to be an event for her. She was her own favorite person. She could do that. She liked that. What else did she like about it? She said, you know, I love the conversation. I love being able to share my thoughts and I love being able to hear other thoughts. So we just said, okay, well, how can we do that? And she brainstormed, I'm going to bring my best work buddy. We are going to make this an event for ourselves. She could have a Zoom, like she could be on the phone with her best friend from medical school if she wanted to. Like she wanted someone to talk to. There were no shortage of people she could bring along with her. So she planned it with her best work buddy and they both just treated themselves. She said she loved, like, what else? What else did you love about this experience? She said, I love escaping from the office, just getting out of the rhythm, out of the routine. It felt really special. It allowed me to breathe and decompress. And so, yeah, so she could look at this event as she gets to leave and she could bring her best buddy. Or sometimes she might just bring her favorite book. Sometimes she might bring a sketchbook and just do some sketching. Sometimes she might bring her diary. Sometimes she might bring her phone. Sometimes she might bring nothing at all. She just wants the escape of it all. She said, you know, what I really liked about the event was the attention. So we could also, when she was her own favorite person, we could create for that for her too. So while she dresses up and makes this an event for herself, breaks the cycle of the busy work day to go and pay attention to herself, she could also be very careful about where she takes her brain. She could take her brain to the place where she feels seen, special, important to herself. And what that looked like for her is she decided ahead of time she was going to review, she was going to spend some time reviewing her accomplishments, not just what she did on her CV, just like thinking about her life and what she's done for herself, who she's become, who she's becoming, who she wants to be. Like that she was like, I'm going to have a few of these events with just myself and my future self. It'll just be me and this woman I'm trying to become. And I'm going to ask her all the questions about what is her life like? What is she thinking? What's her day like? How often is she getting dressed? When is she exercising? What is the first thought she has in the morning? What is the last thought she has at night? Her getting to know her future self, her becoming her favorite person, her celebrating her, fawning over her, being seen by her. This is how she became her own favorite person. Do you get it? So you can do this today. You can write down those three steps. What does your boss do and say? These are instructions for you. And pick one thing you can do today for yourself. And it might just be this exercise. It might just be as simple as that. Maybe it's just listening to this podcast once or going to listen to the episode 130. Make it very tiny, small steps. And you can be your own favorite person too. Listen. It is fun to be the boss's favorite. I get it. I have been the boss's favorite a time or two, and it was kind of fun. It's easy to feel amazing about yourself when someone's gushing over you a lot, right? It's just like you just have to receive it. It's easy, except that it's not. I really want to show you that it's actually not easier. It's actually way harder if you become the person who is dependent on the boss to gush over you to feel good. The only way you feel good is when the boss is stopping by and introducing you and doing things. Your brain gets dependent on it and it wants more and more and more like a dopamine hit. It gets addicted to that. 
And now you have set yourself up in a very precarious situation where depending on the boss's mood depends on if you feel devastated or good. It's a dangerous place to be, to be the boss's favorite in this way. It really is. Because when you learn to be the boss's favorite and that's how you feel good, you're not going to know the skill of taking care of you. You will be dependent on the boss. The boss has like 100, 500 employees. How Really, how long can you be the favorite? All right? There's a time limit. <laughs> It's going to have you working yourself to death doing projects that are like you don't want to do. You'd rather poke your eyes out. Saying yes to committees. You don't want to even be in the room with some of these people. To being feeling forgotten about at your faculty meeting when your name is not mentioned or someone else is mentioned first. Depending on your boss, I'm telling you, is too expensive. I think it's actually a good thing you're not your boss's favorite. Because it will require you to take care of you. It will require you to become your own favorite person. And this is the best skill ever. When you have this skill, you will feel seen as special and important anytime you want to. It has no relationship to how many papers you've written. It has no relationship to what mood your boss is in. If your boss had coffee or not, like none of that will matter. You will be your own favorite person. You can bring the skill to work to your marriage, to your children. You can feel good wherever you go when you're own, your own favorite person. So much so that you'll see your boss gush over the new hire. He'll be like, go ahead, you can gush. <laughs> I'm going to be here taking care of me. I know how to gush over myself. This doesn't bother me all. Good for you. Good for you. I'm going to be over here taking care of myself. When the boss doesn't call, you're going to be like, okay, yes, great. I get home 45 minutes earlier. I'm glad for it. I really, at 7 p.m. at night, do not want to be talking about work with my boss. I want to be in my jammies with a full belly of delicious food, snuggling my kids, catching up on my shows. Am I right? Yes, I'm right. When your boss doesn't invite you to her birthday brunch, you're going to be like, you know what? I don't really want to spend Saturday afternoon with my boss and his partner. I want to spend Saturday afternoon with my kids and my my partner. I want to be gushing over my kids at their favorite restaurant. I want to be sitting in my comfy clothes, not in Spanx, right? Not in heels. I want to talk to someone who loves me and who I love. And when you are at Chick-fil-A on Saturday afternoon, because you know it closes on Sunday, and you're looking in the eyes of your child, and your child's got ketchup all over their face and their hair's a little funky, and they look at you with those eyes that tell you you are the world to them. There is no place you want to be other than with that child. I promise you. When you are your own favorite person. You will be bold and courageous to do exactly what you want. Being your own favorite person is the most amazing thing. There is nothing better than that. It will help you feel better right away. And also, you can teach these skills to your kids. Can you imagine your kids growing up learning they're their own favorite person? which means imagine high school will be different for them. They're doing what they want to do as opposed to keeping up with the crowd. When they're, own, when they're their own favorite person, they're not running the streets with people trying to keep up with what, what everyone's doing in terms of drinking or the drugs or the relationships. For their own favorite person, their whole life will be different. Their lives can be easier too. So you're going to want to listen to this week's podcast, maybe a couple of times. Look for these instant wins. It's really very simple. Three quick steps. Write a page or more of all the things your boss does that you love when you're the favorite. 
Second step, write a full page or more of all the things your boss says that you love when you're their favorite. Step three, this is your manual for take care of you. Just give it to yourself and think, okay, what part of this do I want to do today? You do one step today, you'll feel better today. It's as easy as that. This will help you be your own favorite person. This will allow you to be you at work, at home, in your relationships. Your boss will not have the power over you to make you feel good or bad anymore. It'll liberate you to be who you want to be everywhere you are in your life. It is so good. Remember, you're right where you're supposed to be doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing at the exact right rate. And so is everyone else. See you next time. Love you. Have a beautiful week. Bye. Bye.